and welcome to this episode of Executive Track. My name is Faith Abiyadun. And one of the reasons that I feel the need to remind you about my name is precisely what this episode is about. Self-promotion. Oh gosh, I can feel my own eyes rolling into the back of my skull just from the mention of those words. As an African, if you ever took anything away from the thousands of lessons that your parents taught you, it will most likely be to allow your work to speak for itself. That you should be seen and not heard. That self-promotion is wrong. Maybe even evil. You've been taught that there is a tinge of sinfulness embedded in it. Because after all, pride goes before a fall. And so as the obedient child that I was, I imbibed this wise saying, since I was a child, allowing my work to speak for itself for many years, until it hit me. I think I am the best advocate for my work, especially in a world of intense competition and so much corporate noise. Yes, my work can speak for itself, but will it speak in a timely manner? Will it speak loud enough? Will it speak clearly? Will it say exactly the things that need to be said and then some? Will it speak the way I would speak? If like me, you've always dreaded self-promotion because it just feels wrong, it feels disingenuous, it feels boastful, Today will be a good day to understand the difference between shameless self-promotion and purposeful self-promotion. In an article for The Muse titled, Stand Out for Success, The Secrets of Self-Promotion, the writer Anne Libby says bluntly, Truth is, in most companies, you are probably not going to get ahead just by doing a good job. To get promoted, You first have to promote yourself. You have to talk about your accomplishments and get out there within your organization and industry and build a supportive network around you. See, at the heart of purposeful self-promotion is defining the story of your success, ensuring that that story is exactly the story you want to tell and then telling it. When you refuse to promote yourself, you are leaving it up to chance that your work will be recognized for all it's worth and that you will be given your full due. And I can tell you from personal experience that that is a bad strategy. That is a risky approach that hardly ever pays off. And if it does, you might be late to the party. In this rapidly moving world, you do not have the luxury of waiting for things to work out in your favor. If you've done some good work and you're proud of it, you need to start talking. And the research shows that women in particular struggle badly with self-promotion, and that is no surprise. In a world that still struggles to pay women the same as a man for doing the same job, and perhaps better. The odds are stacked against women. I recently listened to a talk by Anna Vanier, who is a marketer at Google's London office, and she founded the I Am Remarkable workshop series at Google to empower women and you know, people of underrepresented groups to practice the skills of self-promotion and to celebrate their success. She said, both men and women don't like women 
who promote themselves. I mean, that really sucks. But you know what's worse? Watching people who are far less competent than you are climbing up the corporate ladder because they had mastered the art of self-promotion. One of the reasons that many of us don't talk about our accomplishments is that we don't want to be seen as bragging. We're worried about the backlash. But I've also come to notice that the backlash is more internal than external. The stark truth, as Anna Vanier says, is that people who don't practice self-promotion and who don't share their accomplishments are left behind. And maybe you are badly scarred from that one time when you tried self-promotion and it backfired. And maybe you're still angry at yourself for everything. See, I've been there and I get it. I was raised extremely conservatively and it was consciously and subconsciously drummed into me that it is immoral to speak publicly about your own achievements. And so when I began to step into leadership positions as in a class captain in primary school, I became shy about it. At home and beyond, I didn't speak about my few achievements. I also didn't reach out to ask for opportunities to be given to me even when I was qualified for them. And I was not quick to follow up on opportunities for which I had applied because I did not want to upset people by appearing to be insistent on my desires. Gradually, it builds up over time and I was letting people forget me. I was letting people ignore me until it dawned on them without my doing that I was waiting. And this hurt me the most at the end of my first year in university when I'd applied for an internship at one of the most prestigious news magazines in the country. And I just assumed that I was not selected because I did not hear back from the organization. And it was many months after that I was told that the internship was actually approved and I should have simply followed up. I'd wasted that summer doing lower order chores when I could have been gaining really valuable work experience because, you know, I didn't want to bother anybody. And that would have been my first internship, and I just blew it. And fast forward to the time when I founded my first organization, it took several months before I could speak to some of my friends about it, you know, just to enlist their support. And when I gained some fame from public speaking and writing, it took me many more months to own that success and to create a venture out of the skill set, even though the demand was through the roof. And even then, I still did not want to speak about it. And as social media became a part of our lives, over the past decade and a half, I began to resent public sharing of personal success even more. I found it really hard to share anything publicly, and I was judging myself each time I did. But I watched many other people promote their ideas and promote their work and promote their families and promote even their weekend routines on social media platforms. And their public following grew tremendously. So the corollary effect is that they had built much larger audiences for their businesses and they increased their pool of customers because they were willing to promote themselves while I judged them in my quiet corner and I added to my subscriber base in ones and twos. And so I summoned the courage after a big project many years back. I had led a team to accomplish a huge task at work. 
I coordinated the research, the fundraising, the project implementation, the stakeholder management. I even wrote up the report at the end of the project. And I proceeded to do a public presentation to the organization on behalf of my team. I felt very proud of myself for finally stepping up to the table to receive the accolades for my work until I received a message from the boss. And it was not commendation for a job well done, rather, it was a rebuke for not having given the stage to one of the junior people on the team. And I was reminded in a harsh way that I was not expected to earn recognition for my own hard work, even when I did all the work. And for the next four years, I hardly spoke up about anything that I did. I did not include my name in public documents and projects that I led, and I stopped networking in the development circles and the conference circuit where I had previously been very visible. I even gave up negotiating my salary when I was offered less than peanuts. You see, the fire was gone. Until one day when one of my managers gave me a figurative kick up the backside. My boss, who was more clued in on my work than most others, helped me see the difference between bragging and branding. My boss showed me examples of other employees who had skillfully given themselves an open door to the CEO's office to just you know, bounce an idea of the big boss or to share a quick update on something they're working on or to share a quick commendation from an external partner on a project that they executed and many different variants of that. And by keeping themselves visible to the people whose opinions really mattered in an organization, they were guaranteeing that they would remain in consideration whenever an opportunity came up. And it seemed to work like magic. See, there is a way to be purposeful about self-promotion, it turns out. And no one likes a jerk. No one likes a show-off. But I learned something profound from the 19th century American showman, P.T. Bannon. He said, without promotion, something terrible happens. Nothing. And so you don't want to come off as a conceited or annoying person. In other words, you don't want to be a shameless self-promoter. Yet, you want your work to be visible. You want to receive due recognition for your efforts and you want to enhance your chances of climbing up the ladder. And so the question is, how should you go about that? First things first, you need to develop real competence and have tangible results to show for your work. Your self-promotion will certainly not be valuable unless you have the results to back it up. In an article for Forbes magazine titled 40 Ways to Self-Promote Without Being a Jerk, Bruce Kasanoff writes, Don't be mediocre. If you need to get attention, the last thing you want to be is an average voice saying unmemorable things. Only make claims that you can prove. Don't claim to be a visionary. Don't call yourself a thought leader. Those are ridiculous statements that are nearly impossible to validate. He goes on to say this, Specialize. It's very hard to be known for nothing. Secondly, be willing to share the spotlight without diminishing your own unique contributions. Entrepreneur Magazine published a 2018 article by Adam Wheaty, who's CEO of Advantage Media Group. And the article is titled, Five Tips for Practicing Self-Promotion Without Being Totally Annoying. 
in the article, he said it this way. Be generous. Unless you really did something yourself, you didn't do it yourself. So share how the input of others contributed to your success. Praising those who have helped you not only humanizes you, but inspires those people who have helped you to sing your praises. And by acknowledging other people, you are creating a network of support. But if I might add, there's another extreme angle to this that you must avoid. Don't over-celebrate the we at the expense of the me. Don't diminish your own contributions just to avoid coming out as a braggart. This is where you need to practice humble bragging. There's a fine line to walk, but it is doable. Thirdly, get over yourself. There are lessons that corporate employees can take from entrepreneurs. Wendy Keller, who is CEO and founder of Keller Media, wrote in 2018 that you cannot grow a business if no one knows about you. Likewise, you can't climb up the ladder if no one knows about you. She went on to address this old adage, good things come to those who wait. But do they? Honestly, that's so 19th century. Yes, we don't want to brag and we don't want to be seen as arrogant, but a business is not going to grow itself from being, you know, a handful of friends and family to stock exchange listing without promotion. Wendy says, throwing something into the world and crossing your fingers is not a marketing strategy. And you're going to have to take this into the corporate world as well. Speaking about your work and how good you are at it is not wrong. Sure, self-promotion may often feel like you're begging for attention, but in a world that moves so fast, you need to continually redirect the attention of people who matter to your skills and your achievements. A few more practical tips from me, particularly for younger employees. Number one, make your boss an ally. I can't say this enough. Having a good relationship with your manager is one of the best gifts that you can give yourself in the workplace. Number two, figure out who the real decision makers are. If you work in a large organization, your chances of popping your head in the CEO's office, you know, affording her a quick email, those are kind of slim. So who else could be your advocates? Number three, get the most mileage out of your signature achievements. There's no good in sharing about a huge milestone once and never again. You need to find a way to bring it up in conversation at least a few times. You know, remind people about that time when your experience on that project taught you ABC. And then again, when your work with that external partner resulted in XYZ. Just continue to get more mileage out of your big achievements. They will eventually take notice. As a late bloomer to the self-promotion game and as someone who still struggles with many aspects of it, I know how difficult some of these things might be. But imagine how much worse it will be if you are consistently earning below your potential or not getting the appropriate job title because you are always passed over. That is much more painful. Let that be your motivation. Hey, I trust that you found this episode to be useful and I hope you've made a few mental notes to yourself about what you need to do next. Do me a favor and share this podcast with a friend or two who need to hear it. 
do me a favor again, please subscribe and also share some feedback. Let me know what resonated with you and what you might be struggling with. I'm convinced that the journey feels shorter when we travel together. Until next time, thank you for joining me on the executive track.